0: Welcome to the Calming Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Minton, psychotherapist and mindfulness coach. This podcast is designed to offer you inspiration, wisdom, and actionable steps to support you, to nurture your inner light. This month, we've been exploring the theme of guilt from a myriad of different perspectives. Today, I'd like to take a few moments to explore the possibility of giving ourselves permission. Permission? What do I mean by that? Well, I invite you to stay with me while I dive into this a little bit more. Let's say that I'm struggling with guilt about having to cancel plans with my friend. I might fear that she will think I'm a bad friend or I might fear that I'm making a selfish choice. I might fear that she needs my support and I'm not making myself available at that particular time. So I wonder if I'm letting her down. Here's where permission comes in. The first step is getting curious. I give myself the permission to be curious and interested about what might be happening for me. What happened that I decided to cancel? Let's say that I had to cancel because my plate had been so full and going out that particular evening felt more depleting than rejuvenating. It doesn't mean I love or respect my friend any less. It's not her fault or responsibility that I'm feeling exhausted and need some quiet recharge time. It means that I'm listening to my needs and I'm responding and attending to me. Let's imagine that I chose to override my needs and meet up with my friend anyway. I could have had a good time and could feel glad that I did. And even if I did have a great time, I would probably be continuing the cycle of overscheduling myself and not honoring my need for rest. So, by saying to my friend, I care about you. I really want to spend time with you, and I am noticing that I'm so depleted, that I really need to recharge first. I'm breaking my habit of overdoing it. And instead, I'm prioritizing my need for rest and restorative space. I give myself that permission. This also opens a door to having another time with my friend when I'm feeling more replenished because I prioritized filling my cup. Now I'm able to be much more fully present to her and supportive in a wholehearted way. I'm more nourished, which allows me to be more nourishing to her. I'm feeling more balanced. And so I can enjoy our time together in no different and deeper way. It's a win-win. So the first step is getting curious and interested about what is happening that led to the choice I made that I'm now lining with guilt. What was happening for me? Can I give myself permission to be compassionately curious about whatever was going on within me that gave rise to the choice I ended up making, even if, and maybe I should say, especially if, I have conflicted feelings and judgment about that choice in its aftermath? The next step is another layer of permission. This is permission for me to notice that I have needs that do not align with what I feel I should do or how I should feel about a given situation. It's permission for me to honor my needs and respond to my needs even if other people say or seem to think that I should align with their perspective or their needs. Sometimes setting boundaries for our own wellness can spark someone else's stuff. They may tell themselves a story that they are unimportant or disrespected. They may tell themselves a story that you are irresponsible or wrong. That has to do with them. That's their story. One of my mentors told me once, your boundaries are not your problem. Meaning if someone has a problem with my boundaries, the problem rests with them, not me. I give myself that reminder over and over again when I need extra courage to stand in the truth of my needs and my boundaries, even when someone else disagrees or is kicked up about it. Ready to strengthen your self-care practice? I have a free guide for you to help you identify the areas in your life where you need the most replenishment. And learn the next steps you can take to feel more relaxed and restored. To get the guide, go to www.therelaxingground/opt-in. The The link is in the show notes so that you can live the ease-filled life you dream of. Now, if you have a cycle of committing and canceling repeatedly... There's another level of permission to set boundaries for yourself in order to say no and respect your needs in the first place, rather than having to renege and adjust after you already commit. That's an important and valuable dynamic to explore. If the commit and cancel repeatedly pattern fits you, it doesn't mean you're bad or wrong. It just means that there's a struggle you're probably having to say no in the first place rather than. Commit before you are identifying and able to respond to your own needs. I encourage you to see if you can get interested in that. Is there something you fear will happen if you listen and respond to yourself before saying yes, committing or pleasing someone else? If so, is that a fear you're ready to attend to within you to be able to show up differently in your life? If this is true for you, finding a therapist who can help you with that might be a great next step. Sometimes guilt can show up about feelings or thoughts we have, not even anything we necessarily act on at all. Again, I come back to my first and second steps of permission. First step, I give myself permission to be curious and interested in what is happening for me. When do these thoughts and feelings come up for me? What do I tell myself about them? What meaning do I assign to these thoughts and feelings about who I am as a person? And is that meaning I assign necessarily true about me? Maybe not. Probably not. The second step is to give myself permission to notice my needs. For example, someone once told me that they felt guilty because sometimes they thought about what it would be like if they had never had kids. Of course they cared about their kids. Deeply. They didn't want anything terrible to happen to their kids. That would be devastating. And yet, sometimes parenting was really hard. And they had those thoughts of, I wonder what my life would have been like if I never had kids. And then they felt terrible guilt, as though the thought itself and the frustration and exhaustion they felt were signs that they were an awful parent and maybe even an awful human being entirely. That second step of permission The permission to notice their needs, they were at the end of their rope in those moments. They needed a break. Their thoughts went to a break of never having been a parent. But when we really gave them permission, when they gave themselves permission to have their needs and deeply listen to themselves, we could explore what actually their needs were. You know what their needs were? They just needed a break in that moment. They needed to feel supported and not alone. They needed to replenish their energy and center. They needed to take some deep, long breaths and reconnect with the easy in their life. It sounds like such a big project, potentially. Reconnect with ease? Replenish energy? Yeah, right. What time do we have for that? But you know what's amazing? I find that when I explore these levels of permission with people, it's not about going on a cruise and forgetting the rest of the world for a while. I mean, sure, vacations are important. Time off is important. But it's actually about incorporating daily little mini breaks. The permission to have five minutes of deep breathing. The permission to have a 20-minute walk. And notice the sky, the ground, the trees, the birds, the air. Whatever's around. The permission to just take a break. It's all about these little mini breaks that can happen every day to reconnect with our aliveness and the life around us. That can make all the difference in the world. So that person with the guilt of being a terrible parent and human for having those thoughts, when we really got down to it, it was just about needing a lot of little breaks and a reminder that everything's okay for the most part and perfectly yes, and still okay most of the time. And it's normal to be at our wits end and when things get to be too much sometimes. The guilt eases. The permission to feel and think the way we feel takes over. And we get to reconnect with our needs so that we can take care of our needs. Life gets simpler. Oh, I just need a few deep breaths. Oh, I just need to stay in tonight and take care of me quietly. Oh, I just need to call my friend. Oh, I just need to go on a walk and clear my head. Oh, I get to have permission to be interested in what's happening for me right now. Huh, I get to have permission to have the needs I have and respond in the ways that offer me more balance. I invite guilt to be a reminder of the potential need you may have in any moment for permission. In this way, guilt can become a friend. When you notice the guilt, you can think of it, if it's helpful to you, as a reminder. And in those moments, when you're needing some permission, I welcome you to re-listen to this podcast episode if that's helpful to you and practice these two steps. And if you need some support to help you navigate these steps, by all means, there is nothing wrong with getting support along the way. In fact, good for you. Thanks for listening, my friend. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to not miss another episode. And please share this podcast with a friend you think might benefit. I'd love to remind as many people as possible that they too can have the peace, calm, and rejuvenation that a little self-love and care can bring. And lastly, I'd love if you would leave me a review and let me know how I'm doing. See you next week.